Okay, it is April 12th. Time for a new edition of Come On Now MMA Podcast. Just want to remind everybody that getting this from the Substack email, I'm not going to send out the emails for the podcast every day. I, I feel kind of bad about inundating everybody's inbox every five days or six days a week with the podcast. So I'm going to hold off on that. Today is going to be the last time I do that. Maybe I'll do uh, a big w- one uh, Substack post on Saturday morning that, that has the week's podcast in it. But today is the last email you're going to get for the, the Substack as far as the daily emails go. So I would encourage you either to go to the Substack page every morning or subscribe on one of the uh, podcast apps so you'll get it through there but so i apologize for inundating your inbox and that will cease as of well today will be the last one so um today uh thing thing i want to start out with is the MMA managers just, I don't know what's going on there, but it's its disturbing. So we have, what I'm looking at right now is Ali Abdelaziz. Um, he's blaming the Democratic Party for killing UFC 249, which is, I don't even know what to say, silly at best. And then you have Malki Kawa, who is who tweeted out, LMAO, if you think this isn't political, you're crazy. Dana's relationship with Trump has put the Democratic leaders on a warpath. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I would invite uh, Malki Kawa to tell us what's going on behind the scenes since we don't know. Uh, inform us of that because I, I would bet that if you would ask the Democratic leadership what they think of Dana White, they would mostly probably just say they don't consider him at all because he's a he's a fight promoter. Why why would they be concerned with him? What what is his relationship with with Trump to them? It, it's silly. It doesn't make any sense. But no one no one seems to want to blame the UFC for this, which. That's where the blame should be placed because this fight card should have been postponed back in March when the UFC was informed that by Barclays Center that they could not hold the event there. And then when every state athletic commission wouldn't wouldn't back the fight, uh, it should have been maybe been canceled then. But no, Dana White just pushed forward blindly and someone stepped in and said you need to you need to back off and then that's not the UFC's fault that's everyone else's fault fight card should have never went on should have been canceled long ago uh, the right the right decision was made for the health and safety of the fighters i have no idea why a manager why well, do have an idea why a manager would want to risk the health and safety of his fighters and that reason is 10 to 20% of their paycheck fighters not getting paid Managers not getting paid. Instead of uh, instead of uh, pushing forward with a fight card that is unsafe, 
unhealthy, could have catastrophic results. Get your fighters some money. Uh, get get them to sign up for unemployment. Band together. Fight for better fighter pay. Fight for better health and safety for the fighters. You know, don't blame the Democrats for for a fight card falling out. That that's ridiculous. It's it's just dumb. Another thing to talk about with the MMA managers. And this comes from uh, Malki Koa and also Jason House. Um, House was more vocal on this, but Malki also agreed with it. And that is uh, Jason House wrote on the 10th to all the MMA media that has been so negative towards the UFC and their business decisions. Critiquing from the sidelines is pathetic. If you don't have anything positive to say now, then don't bother contacting us for interviews later. That is a dumbfounding statement. Uh, okay, let's start with with this one. Um, an MMA manager should be should not be concerned at all with how the MMA media is critical of the UFC. That's not the manager's concern. The manager's concern is doing what's best for his fighter. I don't see how carrying water for the UFC is is best for anyone's fighter. If if I'm a fighter and my manager is taking the side of the of the UFC over someone who's critical of the UFC's business practices, in my mind, I'm thinking, is this guy doing what's best for me? And, and I don't think you can answer that to the affirmative. If a, if a manager is siding with the UFC, an organization that only pays fighters when they fight, only guarantees them half of their pay if they, if they lose offers no job security, offers contracts that are pretty much set in stone, and you can't renegotiate money, offers little to no sponsorship money, controls the fighter's likeness, controls the fighter's whereabouts information through USADA. If your manager is siding with that, Instead of somebody who is, who is looking out or trying to look out for your best interest and pushing for health and safety, pushing for union unionization, pushing for higher pay. Critiquing the UFC is not a bad thing if you can back that up. I don't understand why being critical of that is is a bad thing. I really don't. Uh, some people are good at it. Some people are not. The only thing I would ask anyone who's critical of the UFC is to be able to defend your stances. I know I can do that. I know Luke Thomas can do that. I know Ben Folks can do that. Josh Gross can do that. There's many people who 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 can defend their stances 
when they take them against the UFC. Uh, and that that's more important than just blindly following the UFC. So to refuse an interview because you don't like what someone has said about the UFC is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It hurts your, your client more than it helps your client. You should be trying to get as many interviews with, with for your fighters as you can in as many places. Build their brand, give them a little leverage in case they do reach a level a level with the UFC where they can negotiate a little bit with the promotion. To deny that is not in your fighter's best interest. So dumbfounding, dumbfounding, dumbfounding. Um, and if, like I said, if I had a manager who was siding with the UFC in, in, in this, I would uh, think... I would really think that it's it's time to maybe look for new representation. What I, what I want to end with here now is I'm concerned with what the UFC is going to do to go forward here. Um, when Dana White announced that UFC 249 was being canceled, he clearly made it known that he was ready to put the fight on no matter what on April 18th and that they the UFC was going to be the first uh, sport back in action. So my concern is that all the worries that the media folks have had about 249, UFC 249, are not going to get figured out before the UFC decides it's going to get back in action. So if the UFC rushes back and, and goes to... I don't even want to say it. it goes to Fight Island um, for its next card. All the concerns that the media folks have are going to carry over, and then they're also going to add on to the fact that add on what's the medical care going to be like on this Fight Island? If it's a private island, I find it very hard to believe that a hospital. A properly staffed and stocked hospital will be available. And without that, that's a huge risk. Uh, it's uh, A trauma center probably won't be needed, but plan for the worst and hope for the best, especially in medical care. If you don't plan for the worst possible scenario, you're, you're going to end up screwing up. Health and safety, and Dana White has said health and safety, he's repeated it a hundred times at least during this UFC 249 fiasco. Health and safety are top priorities, go above and beyond. Well, if that fight island is not properly staffed with a trauma center, that's not going above and beyond. That's not even meeting the level of care that these fighters should, should be, should expect. So, Unless, and, and, don't, and don't tell us, hey, we got it covered. That's not good enough, especially coming from someone who's just a, who's a promoter. Their job is to sell the fight. Telling me, don't worry about it, or that the MMA media doesn't need to know, isn't, doesn't cut it when it comes to health and safety. So if, if, if that drum keeps getting beat, and we keep being told, don't worry about it, we don't need to know, it's covered, that's that's not sufficient. I need 
we need to know, and the fighters need to know, that their care is going to be taken care of, and and the words aren't going to cut it from at this point. They're just it's not going to cut it. We need more than words when it comes to health and safety, and that's all that Dana White's been delivering in this lead up to UFC UFC 249 is words and promises and nothing factual. That's that's not good enough. So. Just because UFC 249 has been canceled does not mean the problems go away. They, uh, they're going to stay here, and especially if the UFC comes back before, before it should, before it, it's given the all clear by not ESPN, but by the government, by, uh, by epidemiologists. If, 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 the, if COVID-19 cases are still climbing... Or have not dropped, or or have not dropped, when the UFC decides to come back, all these worries remain. All these worries remain, and the promises that White made aren't going to cut it. They didn't cut it for UFC 249. They're not going to cut it if he comes if the UFC decides to come back early. Just not. Uh, so something to think about, something to remember, as as things progress here. So uh, that's all I have. Like I said, today is going to be the last time you get this email from the Substack on a daily basis. And so if you want to continue to uh, get this, either subscribe to the, I mean, either subscribe to one of the podcast apps or you could uh, contribute to the Patreon. Any amount, a dollar more um, will get you early access to the podcast as soon as they're uh, completed and ready to to listen to. So that's all I got. So uh, take care. Stay safe.